Hello, everybody. This is Jack Mancini with Maximum Value Partners. And we are here to talk about coachability and who can do that. My name is, again, Jack Mancini. <laughs> Hello, Jack Mancini. <laughs> Hello, Adam. How are you? I'm good. I'm Adam Sunhalter, folks. Welcome to 30 Secrets of Small Business. Yeah, that's... that's uh... That's the podcast that we've been doing now for how many months? We had a radio station for four oh, years. Right, yeah. It's been about two and, and a half years. About two and a half years now, Jack. We've been doing just just uh, just the podcast without being on the radio. So six and a half years total of this show. Wow. It's a lot. It's a lot yeah. of talking about small businesses. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what we do. That's our <laughs> that's our favorite, you know. That's uh, what we do with Maximum Value Partners, being business coaches. It's where basically we get all our stuff to talk about, you know, coaching a small business owner on how to improve profitability and not have somebody who really knows what it's all about to talk to whenever they really want to. Uh, that's a huge, huge advantage. And anyone who doesn't take advantage of a coach is, uh, well, he's leaving stuff on the table or she's leaving stuff on the table. There's no question about it. We have a lot of fun doing it, and we have a lot of fun doing these podcasts. We'd like to uh, kind of chat today, again, you know, just uh, between Adam and I and anyone who wants to, you know, get on the show in one way or another, uh, we have a way to contact you, and that'll be coming later. But um, the title of today is, Are You Coachable? Are you the small business owner there who's been in business, who survived a seven-year going out of business, but who is absolutely going crazy trying to find somebody with, with uh, affordable, reasonable knowledge that could help them out. Uh, I don't know how they miss us, you know, and we whiz by them. <laughs> but we'll stop for any small business owner and we can help them out if they're coachable. That's a big deal. Even up front when we're uh, interviewing somebody for a possible coaching gig, we basically uh, give a little test that the 14 point criteria that only Adam and I know what the answers are, <laughs> uh, the acceptable answers. Right. And we basically will give you a grade. And if that grade isn't passing for missing X number of, of uh, points on the 14 point grid, uh, we don't start with it because we only start with people who will be successful. Right. Or we feel it up front will be successful. So that gives us the right direction for everybody. And uh, it's been working out pretty good over 20 years we've been together <laughs> doing business coaching. 20 years, over 20 years. Wow. A lot of, a lot of stuff, a lot of <laughs> stories, a lot of activity, a lot of, uh, a lot of great successes and a lot of coachable folks, right, Jack? That's right. The coachable ones. Absolutely. Well, you know, as I was thinking about this, you know, prepping for the show, I was thinking about that. That's a great question to ask. Not only that we ask Jack all the time, and it's important for the owners to be thinking about that. But I also want to make sure I plant the seed here early in the show for people to think about. That's a question you need to be asking for everybody who's on your team, too. You know, so whether you're, you're bringing folks on who are employees, contractors, even for, for, for folks who are vendors or any other folks you're dealing with, you want to be asking that question and thinking about it. Because one of the things we've noticed, Jack, for sure, is that one of the best predictors of success in any aspect of your life is your coachability. All right. So come back to, again, you as the owner, are you coachable? But as you're looking at some of your key people, think about that, too. That's a great question to be asking. 
because folks who aren't coachable, it's going to be, you know, going to be tough. You know, one of our, our favorite phrases that we often will use, Jack, is we use the phrase old steel guy, old steel guy, right? And I know you and I, we talk, I see you're smirking, you know, we know exactly what we're talking about. We mentioned the old steel guys, but most folks don't know what we're talking about. So it's not necessarily you're old, young, male, female, you know, you know, it doesn't matter whether you're in the steel business or not, but it's that mentality of, I know everything. I got it figured out, Jack. You know, so you're going to tell me anything. Bro, I'm, impatient. I'm impatient. I don't, I don't want to, you know, you're not going to tell me that much. So yeah, you, you right. fight it. Right. And so, you know, if you look at that mentality versus the flip side of that is somebody who's always looking to get better ways to improve ways to, you know, ways to be able to kind of achieve their goals even faster. Those are, those are different approaches to stuff. And so, so yeah, we're here on episode 332, Jack, to talk about, are you coachable or not? Right. So <clears throat> So early on, so as you mentioned, we were together for, we've been together for going on 20 years now. And our first couple of years, we had a lot of frustrations, Jack. And I remember it was, it was one of those things like we, we love small business. And that, you know, as we define that as, you know, our focus is one to 25 employees. And so we would take everybody. We, we take anybody who wanted to be coached by us, Jack, we'd say, come on in, let's go. Right. <laughs> and we'd be all excited and it always starts off really, really well. And you're feeling great about things. And then all of a sudden the weeks and the months go by and certain of our clients, Jack, were just taking off and doing very, very well. They're, you know, they're, and other ones were just kind of stagnant, ready to fall off the table, kind of go in a different direction. And you and I, being both, you know, pretty analytical by nature, uh, we would often look internally first. Say, okay, what what are we doing wrong? How do we get better at communicating, doing stuff? And so, having two of us there helped a lot from that standpoint. To, to look because our our styles and our approaches and our experiences are very different. And so we said, look, between the two of us, you know, and we're, we're, we're coaching somebody, one's maybe talking, the other one's listening and watching, see what's kind of going on. So we, we had some good, some good fodder to figure out, hey, what's going on here? How do we get all of our clients to be having successes? And after, I said, almost a couple of years early on of trying to figure this out, we developed what you, we talked about, Jack, which is that coachability criteria, right? It's that 14-point grading system we created very early on for us to understand, does the person we're talking to have what it takes, right? Are they, are they coachable or not? And it was a, it was a pass fail. It's still a pass fail thing. It's not like you know, you don't need to get 100 percent on the you know, on the test because not everybody's the same either, right? There's there's different degrees to coachability, which we can talk about here here as well. But that that question, and so it's an honest look in the in, in the mirror. Is okay. Are you coachable? Are you coachable? And how do you how do you figure that out? How do you figure out if somebody's coachable? You know, what, what are some of the the signs that somebody might be coachable, Jack? Do you, do you have something that, that you want to talk about? Yeah, there's, there's, uh, you know, you got to be trainable. That's a that's a, a word that kind of illustrates the same thing: coachability, trainability. Right. Uh, you got to be open to to feedback. You have to basically take criticism and strive for what it's meant. So the person delivering this coachability quiz, if you want to call it that, <laughs> basically has to be, you know, uh, acting and have a behavior style that's going to be at least reasonably commensurate with the, the, the uh, person who's going to be tested. Right. And, you know, how do you know? How do you know? How do I know if I'm coachable? Well, if I can be criticized and truly take it, not that son of a bitch under my breath and <laughs> and uh, just resenting everything he said or she said to me about my 
activities, <clears throat> you know, if I if I'm close to that, I, you know, I, how, how am I going to be coachable? You could use sports uh, metaphors. You can use so so many metaphors that, first of all, you know, have you ever achieved success in anything? So I'm interviewing you, and I'm going to ask you, well, Adam, tell me about your your successful exploits. I don't I don't you know really care if it's on the sports field or you're in the band or you won uh, chess championships. It makes you know excellent student. What what has been successful in your life? Do you know? Uh, you know how do they answer that? Uh, about flexibility. You know, are you the kind of person who who uh, you know would would end up working late? Would uh, take on something that even though you're impressed with the work you have now, might you take on a little more, a little too much? Where I got to slow you down a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know how do we how do we relate? How do you answer that? And you know those are the kind of things that it's a lot. It's, it's a lot of good stuff. Yeah, there's so much, so much testing that goes on, and there's some of that that should be involved. There's a behavior analysis called DISC mm-hmm. that uh, you know identifies uh, uh, strengths and weaknesses, basically, and style, and how to relate to people who aren't the same as you. So there, are, there are a lot of techniques, but. Like professional football. Well, let's, let's <laughs> find that person <laughs> through analysis. So I mean, see, it's a pretty good percentage, but yeah. it costs billions of dollars to get there. You know. Well, let's, let's unpack some of these. You brought a lot of good, a lot of good points up here for us to kind of dig into, Jack. So I mean, let's step way back. I, I think your analogies are well taken. Let's step back and think about sports. Something that people can relate to a lot, right? So let's talk about <laughs> one of my favorites. My buddy Tom Brady, you know, my buddy because he's he's a Michigan guy too, right? But you know Tom Brady and Bill Bill Belichick. Look at that, right? So if you look at how they came together, right, about twenty years ago, they 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 were together for almost twenty years. You know Belichick, if you remember, he was known as a very good defensive coordinator, and he didn't do very well as head coach. He did okay here in Cleveland for a bit, um, but then you know he had the whole thing going on. And if you remember how he came in, yeah, he was. He was working as a defensive coordinator again for the Jets with Bill Parcells, and Parcells left. I think I think he went to the Cowboys, retired. You know, one of his one of his retirements, and I think Belichick was named the head coach for like a day or two at the Jets, and all of a sudden Robert Kraft grabbed him to go to go to New England, right, to be the head coach there. And most people were thinking it wasn't necessarily the smartest idea. Again, going back twenty years ago, before he was Bill Belichick, right? People think what what do they do all this crazy stuff for and going to get going to get this guy? And so you you, you pair that guy with. A, a guy who was drafted 199, right? Sixth round. So every team passed on Tom Brady multiple times. Every team, right? So those two guys got together, and all of a sudden they created one of the one of the greatest dynasties that we've seen in modern football, Jack. Right? Now is that an accident? Is that just kismic, or were they both pretty coachable? You know, was was Belichick a pretty good coach? Was Tom Brady pretty pretty coachable? I'm gonna say I'm gonna say yeah. And and, and the combination is key, right? Much like going back to I'll go back to your day, Jack, of Vince Lombardi and Bart Starr. Same kind of mm-hmm. thing. They, they had a nice six, eight-year run where the, the Green Bay Packers of the 60s were just the, the, the team to beat, right? Or look at more modern stuff with basketball. And Phil Jackson, okay, he had Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant for, for big parts of their careers that had <clears throat> success with, with both those guys. Now, but each of those guys did not have success without Phil Jackson, all right, in terms of in terms of winning championships and stuff like that. So, if you look at that, I think that those are always kind of very, very good analogies to be able to look at, Jack. And so, but one of the things I was thinking about to start with was, 
I had, I had a few words I wrote down. First word I wrote down, Jack, was ask. Ask, A-S-K. Boy, that's so important. Uh, I, I agree 100%. Well, so it starts there. So are you willing to ask for help? Starting starting right there, right? So, so to admit that you don't know everything. And I know we often joke about that, Jack, with owners. And owners give us that, that sly smile when we meet and say, look, we know that as the owner, people come to you thinking that you have all the answers. And we know that you don't, but you're going to say that you do, or you're going to pretend that you do for a while, right? So can, can you admit you don't know all the answers, that, that somebody else might be better at certain things than you are, right? Even if that someone is not from your particular industry, let's say. So again, come back to whether it's us coming in as coaches to coach you as an owner, or as you're looking to hire some good people coming in, you know, to, you know, could, could they be outside of your industry, right? So keeping these things in mind, I think are important. So are you willing to ask for help? So have you asked for help before? And if you haven't, well, hey, chances are that's a that's a pretty good sign. You're probably not too coachable because you're not you're not willing to even ask for the help, right? <clears throat> so, and I was thinking about you know our, our, I mentioned earlier kind of our our first couple of years of frustration, Jack. We had a lot of folks asking us for help. The challenge was that we got to the to, to the second part where where it's an, another a word, which is accept. All right. So okay, maybe you're willing to ask for help, but are you willing to accept the help? How many folks we met, Jack, over the years, all they really want to do is that they'll ask for the help, but really what they want to do is they want to just arm wrestle with us, right? Or spar with us a little bit and you know, kind of go back and forth in the regular, but they want to say taking our guidance, right? So it's okay. So we're a few months ago, what are we doing here, right? It's like we come here every week, every couple of weeks, and all we're doing is we're we're battling each other. You know, it's not, it's not <laughs> again, do you want help or not, or not want help, right? So, so I think it starts there and looking, okay, are you willing to ask for help? And are you willing to accept help? How many yeah, you, you have to take okay. control. You got to take control of the segment of it. I mean, you know, you you aren't going to change just by standing there. You got to do some things. And somebody's talking to you, making a presentation. And that person is directing way too much. You got to slow them down, touch them, say, wait a minute. I don't understand what you're talking about. Help me out here. That little piece of humility is it goes a long way. And it really isn't humility. It's the way it should be in a give and take. I'm talking to an expert today and I gotta be prepared for that. I can't not I can't ignore it. I, I you know, like and you and I do all the talking. <laughs> I'm I'm hiring you to basically help me out and be a sounding board and I wanna dig deep into your your experience uh, black box. So Yes, very important. Adam. So, the, the another point I wrote down, I changed the word here because I think I, I think a very popular word people often will use, which I, which I'm not going to use. I'm going to use the word pushed. Okay. What is it? Pushed. Do you like to be Push. pushed? Yes. Push. I think that's a good word because versus mm -hmm. what people often refer to this Jack is the accountability. You're holding somebody accountable, right? Versus now, I'm looking at. Do you like to be pushed? We prefer to think of it not as like as holding somebody accountable, but giving you whether it be a gentle a gentle nudge or perhaps a a a, a shove in the right direction. That's a big part of what we do as coaches in terms of we're listening to what's kind of going on and saying, okay, well look, I'm here what you're saying. How about going this way, right? Nice little gentle suggestion. How about how about something like this, right? Well, they're thinking, okay, well look, let's go. Let's you know again to start to kind of push those things or hey. We uh we talked last time about this. You know, where's the stand? 
what do you mean you're not doing again so to me i'll call that pushing somebody right so again let's come back to you know some of our sports analogies i mean do you think do you think there's a love fest between tom brady and bill belichick right or do you think that you know Belichick is constantly pushing different buttons. Same thing is true for Lombardi and Phil Jackson. And again, some of these great coaches that, that you've seen over the years, they are very good at pushing and pushing those buttons and pushing people. And, and again, it, it, it's pushing them beyond what they maybe think that they could achieve. Because we've seen that so many times, Jack, right? There, there's so many folks that, that, that it's, I'm getting goosebumps just talking about it because it's fun to see them just come out of their shell so much of stuff that they, they haven't even dreamed about that. That all of a sudden they're starting to achieve. And they're achieving it much faster because they are asking for help. They're accepting the help, and they're and they're willing to be pushed. Or to your point, pushing them may maybe pulling them back a little bit times too. Let's pull the reins in a little bit, right? Are you willing to kind of slow it down, take a breath? Let's you know not be impatient as you mentioned before, Jack. In terms of you know, so I think that's a big a big deal. Is are you are you willing to let somebody else start to kind of push you? Because often as the owners and entrepreneurs. We're often the ones who are constantly the ones driving everything. We're, we're the ones constantly having to push stuff and everything else. Well, how about let somebody else kind of come in and push you a little bit, push you in a different direction, give you some, you know, some different guidance from that standpoint. So I think the pushing part is a big deal, a big deal as well. Yeah, it, it certainly is. You know, it, uh, again, if you're closed minded, you aren't coachable. It's that simple. Right. And, uh, and it's unlikely you're going to change depending on how old you are. But uh, <laughs> it, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a process like everything. And if you're coming back to success at anything, you know, if you've never achieved success, you're probably not going to have any instinct relative to being pushed, like you're saying, Adam. I mean, you won't know, hey, I'm not going to push me. What the hell are you doing? Who are you? You're not going to push me down here, right. and if, if uh, using the football met metaphor again, you know, if you're preparing for the for the season to start in a couple of weeks, you've been practicing for months with the team, and and uh, you have a sense of duty without even thinking about it. It's you got to perform in your area, and the coaches are there to help you and and uh, help define the situation. And you're talking techniques and things that they know through their experience. So you have to accept that. And, you know, if you're in sports, you're going to understand that those are, are pretty frequent events here. You know, different coaches coming in, different attitudes, different days. Understand that. Because a, a, a business owner who has been laboring in an industry or a particular niche for years loses that objectivity. They just can't step up and listen to somebody now his workers has been trained and and uh so there's there's they push out a product and they probably do a decent job but not efficiently usually not profitable too that's why so many companies end up tanking very true jack very true um I want to come back to something you mentioned a little earlier as you're going through your list of, of ideas and thoughts you, you mentioned you mentioned handling feedback right and not the kind of feedback that you might hear at a concert where all of a sudden, hey, there's a feedback coming off the guitar or something like that that happened or a bad microphone, you're getting feedback during a presentation. It's the feedback you talked about where all of a sudden somebody's giving you some stuff back and 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 they're giving you back some constructive criticism, right? And I'm going to use a, a phrase we learned uh, during some of our Sandler sales training, Jack. Remember, our, I can remember uh, our, our cigar smoking buddy would talk about cover your belly button 
Did you remember that? That's what I'm calling the, the, the belly button test, right? <clears throat> so what do you mean by the cover your belly button? He said, look, remember, you, you know, you got your life initially from, you know, being attached to the umbilical cord, you know, in your mommy's uh, belly or, and you were attached and getting fed through, through your belly button. Right. And that got cut off. And then often people can come at you and it can, it can hurt. You know, they're, they're giving you some feedback. They're giving you some criticism and, and it, it can hurt. He said, stand up, stand tall, put both hands to cover your belly button. So it doesn't hurt so bad. Let's take that feedback. Right. So do you pass that belly button test? You know, are you are you are you able to, to hear the criticism for what it's what it's meant to be, and because uh, if you aren't, you aren't going to hear that feedback and take it to heart in terms of why it's why it's being you know given to you. you know, again, come back to the sports. You know, you know Belichick was was, was, was is telling Brady certain things. He he, he sees a, ability that maybe maybe Brady couldn't see in himself, so he's pushing him and he's he's giving him some pretty maybe some harsh feedback. And if and if, if if Tom's taking it personally. And curling up in a ball, sucking his thumb in the corner, he's not going to achieve what he's achieved. So again, come back to are you are you able to take those? And so you, know, you, you look back and say, hey, what? How have you handled criticism in the past or feedback in the past? Is it welcome? Like, hey, give me more. I'm glad somebody spoke up and and told me the truth because that's a that's a challenge for most owners. Jack is is hearing what's really got going on. People talking to you and telling you what's what's real versus just telling you what you want to hear or they, they think you want to hear. So that's one of the things we often see too, where it's just, you know, often it's a shock for some people, but it's a, it's a welcoming for the folks who, who want to be coached. Say, hey, I'm glad somebody's finally giving me some, tell me stuff versus just <laughs> saying one thing to my face and something else when I'm not around kind of thing, right? That's right. Excellent point. Excellent point. It, it, uh, it's just <laughs> that open-mindedness. I mean, that's the first step. And then you have to prepare, do homework and get this inside your head. That's what we try to do. So, you know, we got, we got techniques that basically will, will teach you a lot if you practice them, if you try hard to understand them. Right. And it's, it, it's miraculous how it works. So, so that's, you know, the, the belly button test, I think, is, I think is key. The, the last point I wanted to kind of make or the, the thought that's kind of coming to mind here in terms of coachability, Jack, and this is something that's, I'd say, more personal for me because it's something that I've struggled with, okay? And I'll call it kind of mistakes or failure. And you, you mentioned DISC here, you know, as part of your part of your, your opening discussion, right? So folks aren't familiar with DISC, again, D-I-S-C, different behavior styles. And so my my personal style is more of an SC style. So those SC styles are more reserved and it's kind of, you know, and one of the things that S's and C's do not like, we don't like to be wrong. We don't like to make mistakes. And so I remember this was early on in our partnership, Jack, it was probably two or three years in. And you, I remember you pulled me aside and said, look, you know, it's great that you're right a lot, you know, but it, it, it can be a problem too. So what do you mean? So, well, if, if you're right all the time, it makes people uncomfortable and, and it becomes hard. So, so your, your, your suggestion to me back then, I, I'm still working on it was to, well, try to be wrong on purpose, <laughs> right? Some version of that, try to, try to mess up on purpose. And, and, and I kind of sat back and I, I, I heard the feedback, I, you know, I covered my back. I said, okay, I'm, I'm listening. I'm trying to, I'm trying to rationalize that in my head. What the heck does that mean? Screw up on purpose. Because it's it's so against every grain in my body, which is always trying to be excellent at everything and always trying to do my best and not not screw up, not, not make mistakes. But you know, understanding in terms of just how that that can come off. And so, um, I've learned to I've learned to embrace my mistakes and failures now. And I think having kids helped me a lot with that because the kids are great at pointing stuff out. And so where I used to kind of shy away, but now I start to kind of embrace where I do mess up and say, look, it's it's just part of part of being human, right? It's okay. But the reason I bring that up is because there are so many businesses that, that get 
stunted and, and, and stop because they're they aren't willing to try stuff. All right. And and guess what? I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. You know, and if folks listen, you aren't perfect either. And guess what? We all know that you aren't perfect. It's okay. So quit trying to be perfect. Quit trying to get everything exactly right. And and too often we don't do things. We don't try things because we're afraid of making mistakes along the way. So hopefully the last couple of years of, you know, this COVID thing going on has, has, has changed a lot of people's perspectives, Jack, but hopefully it's made you, made you more open to mistakes and some failures because if you aren't trying things, you aren't failing and, and messing things up, you probably aren't growing. You aren't trying enough new things to be able to kind of keep moving your business forward. And, and, you know, we always use the, use the analogy people are familiar with where, you know, entrepreneurs are great at building the plane while they're flying it, Jack, right? Okay, let's, let's go. Let's get it in the air. And then the idea, let's keep it in the air. You know, let's keep going. Sometimes it's, it's, it's flying better than others. But again, the idea is that let's, let's go. Let's make it, make things happen because what we've learned is you learn so much by doing, you know? And so you and I both spent early part of our careers in big corporations, Jack. And one of the frustrations with, with, with big corporations is, all the time it takes to get stuff done. You know, you know, if you have an idea today, you know, this morning and to put it into practice might take months going from one committee to another committee and checking this and checking that. Well, the small business, Jack, guess what? I have an idea this morning. I can try it this afternoon. Let's see how it goes. I can implement it real quick. And usually you learn a lot more by doing stuff. Even if you mess it up, you're going to usually learn something. So again, it becomes a learning opportunity for you. So if, if you're really afraid and, and aren't willing to be able to make some mistakes or have some failures, yeah, it's probably not, you know, you probably aren't going to be very coachable from that standpoint. You're not going to be willing to try stuff. All right. Uh, what, uh, another side to that. I haven't, I haven't thought of that for quite a while, that, that <laughs> statement. It's letting them try stuff. Because if you're real good at something, you know, you can whip through it in your sleep. And this other person's looking at it, scratching their head. They have no clue, you know. Best example is is uh, trying to get into the uh, modern world for me with my background. It's it, you know, if I look at a computer, it it uh, breaks down and starts smoking. So, <laughs> just for someone to be patient to teach me, it it it's a uh, it's it's something. It's a strength. It's an awareness. It's you know, just to your point about doing, have to do. It's one thing to read a book about something. It's another thing to take all those little great pieces of information, and try and do it without somebody guiding you. And some people are made for it. Some people aren't. And that's that's probably was more the message than trying to do wrong on purpose. <laughs> that's what I, that's what I heard. <laughs> right. I know, because that's what I said. And, and uh it's it's more letting letting the, the the person who you're who's your target for counseling here. Give them the parameters and let them struggle with it and come back with homework. Homework is one of the better inventions in the world. Everybody hates it. And, and <laughs> but it's how you learn it, you know? So it's we, we go around on that stuff a lot. <clears throat> how do you you know these how-to questions that don't have uh, pat answers that you you know, you got to develop the answers. <clears throat> oh, very true. That's that's that, that's some good insight, Jack. It, it really is. It, it's it's something that, that we struggle with, and, and we've gotten much better. Um, you know, happy to say, you know, in, in our, our our twenty years, uh, putting that coachability criteria helped us a lot to make sure that we're picking the right people that we're going to have success with. 
and not be they can, look, they can find out on our web they can find it on our website dirty yeah. secrets of small business yeah actually it's it's actually on our, <clears throat> our, our maximum valley partners site jack so that's maximumvp.com I'll, I'll put a link in, in in the show notes you go to our homepage there and scroll down you'll see a coachability quiz right there click a little button and then pops up with questions for you to answer let's see how you do right so if you go to maximumvp.com the homepage there and look for the coachability quiz I'll, I'll put a link in our in our show notes for that jack okay good all right but uh, something that we wanted to bring up, because again, it's it's something we want to make sure you as the owners are thinking about, again, in terms of yourself, for sure, start there in terms of your coachability. But if you're doing pretty well, and it's something <clears> Jack and I are talking about today in terms of, you know, you're getting some, some, some good passing grades with that stuff. Okay, the question becomes now, well, what about your team? The folks who are, you know, some of your key people in your organization, are they coachable? Because if they're not, well, what are you doing with them? All right. You know, and now maybe you have them in role where, where where it's okay, and they don't need to be to be as coachable or growing because they're in a certain role. That's it. You know, you aren't trying to get them better. Okay, but for the most part, you want really good coachable people on your team, and so I want you to be thinking about those kind of things as you're looking at your team, assessing your team as you're looking to make that new hire. These are some things you want to be kind of asking about. Maybe you'll start to kind of change some of the questions that, that you're asking people during interviews, or you know, or just maybe also you're changing your behavior. So to your point, yeah, hey, maybe one of the things you're going to start to do is start to kind of back off a little bit. And give people some more reins to, to make some mistakes along the way because they're going to discover some new things. They're going to grow and probably get better. And they'll probably appreciate you more, right? Because again, if they hear it from you, it sounds easy. All right. Again, you're talking about reading the book versus going to, to go execute, Jack. So if they hear it from you, it sounds easy. But now if all of a sudden if they're in the ring and they're having to do stuff, well, let's see how they handle it. They'll, they'll get more appreciation for what you're doing as the owner as well. So those are some good things. Good to be point. Very good point. So those are the things we want you to be kind of thinking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a big part of what this show is about is we want to kind of bring some of the, these things to bear. That's why it's called Dirty Secrets of Small Business, the things that we know that are, are common challenges and things that often aren't talked about or don't have light shed upon them you know, many often. And so what we're trying to do here is be able to kind of show those things and talk about them. So we appreciate you listening to, to episode 332. And if you like what you heard, you can go get all of our episodes at our website of dirtysecretsofsmallbusiness.com. There's an episode button there on the website. If you click on that, you, you can find the search bar. Type in whatever question, thought, comment you've got. It'll feed back to you all the shows we've done on that topic. If you don't find a, a, a show that fits what you're looking for, send us an email at radio at MaximumVP.com or give us a call, 330-849-0670. Be happy to either answer a question for you directly or we can do like we did today, put together a show based on that. Because chances are, if you have the question, other folks do as well, and they'll be happy that you stood up and actually asked the question to help help get it answered. So that's our show for this week. Appreciate y'all being part of the show. We'll talk with y'all next week. Bye bye. <laughs>